This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today I got time, yes. Today I got time, yes. Today I got time, yes. You lucky on that day I was acting cool, cuz. Nigga, what's up? How gangster are you, cuz? I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. I don't fuck with you, cuz. You disrespecting me. I go hard, cuz. Hey, you guys. I hope you guys are doing good. Let me go ahead and pull up my screens. Hope y'all can see and hear me. Happy Wednesday. This month is going by so quick. Look, y'all look like red gang. Y'all were guessing what outfit I was going to wear? Yes, burgundy. Red family. I hope y'all are doing good. But yes, it is a lot going on. I didn't stream last week. I needed a break, child. I don't know. Live streaming takes a lot out of you. I needed a break. I was tired. But I'm back this week <laughs> with some more news, more drama, more things to get into. It's a lot going on this month. Um, as you guys know, I will be moving once again. So I, gosh, I had to start packing and getting things together. So I have just a really busy schedule. I'm still following up with the build. And today the painters were in painting. So everything is coming together. Um, the house looks so much different than when I showed y'all a few weeks ago on here. So we will be out of here soon enough. It's been a nice two years, but you know how I do. You know what I'm saying? Buy, flip, move. <laughs> you know, so it's a lot going on in these streets, and I am um, here to break it down. Now, a lot of people are talking about this whole Chloe Bailey situation. It is a mess, honey. Um, thank y'all. Thank y'all so much. Yes. Why am I moving? Because I can. The market in Minnesota is good, and I never stay anywhere too long. And when you can get more for your home, you better get what you can get for it before the market ends up tanking. So I'm selling this house. Um, I put a lot into it. It's beautiful. It's customed. So I'm putting it on the market, selling it, and I'm moving into another home that I customize. So that's what I do. Um, I've been buying and selling and flipping homes for years, off and on. So. I never planned on staying here too long. I'm here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> so yeah, you know me, Nene, smart moves per usual. Um, I don't, I never understood people feeling like they have to stay in the same house for 30 years and build equity. You better get it while the iron's hot. So um, yeah, there's a lot of people who want to purchase this home. So I'm going to sell it for more than I built it for and, you know, make my money. So, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do. That's part of, you know, understanding the housing market, when to get in and when to get out. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be moving again. And, um, man, I'm tired. I'm like, damn, I move a lot. I'm tired. But I've been here for two years. So, you know, it's just whatever. It is what it is. I'm excited. The new home is beautiful. Um, I'm going to also, I've taken a lot of y'all's advice on Discord. People want me to start doing more lifestyle videos and just sharing more about my, you know, life. 
And so um, I have got some of the equipment because it's hard to find a videographer up here and people who want to, you know, videotape you. People got other shit to do. And I don't like bothering my friends and my kids are in school. So I got some um, AI recording devices that record you. So um, it came yesterday from Amazon. So, you know, I'll start shooting more lifestyle content for people who are asking it. Like, I guess y'all want to know how I do laundry and do dishes and, you know, uh, decorate. So I'll have some of that content. Um, I'll be starting. Um, I'll probably be doing that on my other Instagram page, the one that actually has a picture. Um, I'll turn that into like a lifestyle page. So I'm, I'm working. Be patient with me, y'all. Be patient. I'm not a vlogger. I'm, you know, I just like to come on and do commentary and keep it pushing. You know, I don't really like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just not that influencer that's like, oh, look at this. Oh, look at that. But I will do lifestyle stuff like, you know, decorating and, you know, simple stuff, not braggadocious bullshit, just things that you guys can relate to. You know, um, organization, I'm very neat. I like things a certain way, like organizing my pantry. So a lot of this stuff, when I move into the new house, I'll show you guys how like I organize certain things and stuff like that. So I'm excited. It'll be new content, something different. <laughs> but yeah, man, so it's it's a lot. Nobody's late. Come on in, goth boy. You're You're here right on time. You're not late. So yeah, so I got a lot of like plans, you know what I mean? So just just bear with me. My my house and my life is going to be chaotic in the next few weeks. But um, once I start getting everything settled down and getting things together, um, it will be a lot easier. So I'm excited for this new chapter. But man, oh man, Woo! there's a lot going on in the celebrity world, honey. People are getting rude awakenings left and right. And um, I think there's a shift in the culture. I think there's a shift on social media. Um, I think the good old days of just, I'm a celebrity and I have, you know, millions of followers and people just, you know, want to be like me. Those days are over because again, people will follow a goat over a, a damn mountain, right? People will follow, but that doesn't mean that they'll genuinely support you. And a lot of celebrities are finding out the hard way that, you know, people will, you know, people love a fat ass. Okay. We will, we will click like on a picture, you know, we might even go to McDonald's and buy your sweetie meal. But when it comes to, you know, streaming and buying albums, a lot of people are finding out that, you know, these huge fan bases are not putting in the work and really, you know, using these fan bases where they count. And so what happened this week was Chloe Bailey she ended up dropping her album and her album basically flopped. It flopped. And so a lot of people, this is causing a lot of discussion on the internet. Um, let me see, I took some notes. What was her album? It was called In Pieces. Obviously being that I don't even know what the hell the album was called, I didn't buy it or stream it. Personally, I wasn't interested. Um, Nikki said, you caught it, girl, that part. Um, anyways, she flopped. And so a lot of people, for some reason, are blaming Queen B. They're saying this is Beyonce's fault. You know, Beyonce didn't promote her. You know, Beyonce spends more time pro promoting that dry ass Ivy Park than she did Chloe Bailey. You know, how dare Queen B not promote her? So I'm going to share with you guys just some of the uh, tweets 
a lot of her fans were like really in their feelings. Oh, they were they were going at Beyonce hard. I said, okay, not that Beyonce cares. You know, Beyonce don't even come on the internet half the time. But um, let me share my screen with y'all here real quick. Give me just a second. Okay, here we go. All right, so this person is highly upset. And he says, let me, I, try, I like to try and make it even. Okay. He says, Beyonce, nasty for not promoting Chloe's album. A simple IG repost would have probably got Chloe, uh, <laughs> Chloe to the top 50 debut. Mind you, if this was Nikki's artist, they would have dragged her to Helen back. Okay. The next person says, not to be funny, but I really want to know. What is the point of Beyonce signing Chloe? Like, was it for a look so that someone can be under her? I don't get it. Because how do you let your artist drop an album and you don't support it? Not once. Now she's only sold 10K. Somebody else says, nah, Beyonce could have at least posted Chloe's Bailey's album on her story. I mean, ain't that your artist? Somebody else says, Beyonce literally hates her, LOL. Didn't do anything for the album. Didn't even give her a feature. She's not even opening up for her during the tour. Chloe needs to leave that label. So a lot of people have a lot of things to say. And, you know, they're upset at Queen B. And they're saying that, you know, this was Beyonce's job. Now, my personal opinion, I think that's a double-edged sword. Let's keep it real. Social media is never satisfied. Had Beyonce got on her soapbox and said, everybody, including the beehives, I want all y'all to go and stream Chloe Bailey's new album, Pieces, right now. Go, run and stream her album. Then you know what the talk would have been? Oh, she only sold because of Beyonce. Oh, she needed Queen Bee's help. Oh, she wouldn't have been able to sell if it wasn't for Beyonce forcing people to go buy her album. So to me, it's a double-edged sword. I don't think Beyonce needs to shout her out. Does Beyonce shout out anybody outside of Beyonce? Like, let's keep it real. Is she out here promoting anything that Kelly does? Does she promote Solange's music? Does she promote Kel uh, Michelle's music? No. Beyonce promotes Ivy Park. She posts a few pictures of her kids. You know, she'll tell you how to go buy Renaissance and keep it pushing. Beyonce's always been that way. I've never known Beyonce to sit there. She doesn't even do happy birthdays. Sometimes she does, but it's not really on her page. It's usually like the Beyonce website that'd be like, happy birthday, such and such celebrity. But it's never like Beyonce's personal page. So I don't know like why people think that it's Beyonce's job to promote Chloe because, you know, she's signed to Beyonce's label. Now, you guys know, I always come to my Instagram page with these little think pieces of, you know, what I feel happened. Let me go ahead and keep it real with y'all. This is how I feel about the situation. This is what I wrote on Instagram. I said, this sounds like another go woke, go broke situation. She wanted to push her sexuality to the forefront. And when her core audience wasn't here for it, and made it be known time and time again, she dismissed them and kept playing victim. She chose to appeal to people who love to look at a fat ass in IG pictures, but won't purchase her album. She basically got the sweetie treatment, which is embarrassing, 
because unlike sweetie chloe chloe is actually very talented she needs to stop appropriating stripper culture and go back to the root of who she is even her cussing and demanding that people buy her effing album was tacky she's trying to sound tough when she's really embarrassed and in her feelings also connecting with beat em down chris brown didn't help either it's a new day and age and celebrities no longer have the upper hand People are not wasting their money frivolously, especially in this economy. You better bring it, listen to your hardcore fan base, or get replaced by the next up-and-coming industry plant. I said what I said. So that is what I wrote. Let me also share with you guys the video of her uh, going off on folks. I don't have another song to sing. I just wanted to say hi again because I couldn't let go of this feeling. Make sure you all are supporting the motherfucking album. Fuck with the fuck. Everybody got a fucking say and they can kiss my black ass. Okay, girl. Anyways, I won't be buying a support. You're not going to cuss at me and demand my money. They don't work that way. I'm old school. You come with respect. You know, yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna cuss at me and tell me to buy your motherfucking album and kiss your black ass. I'm gonna keep my black ass money in my pocket. That's what I'm gonna do, okay? So <laughs> I'm sorry, she sounds crazy as shit. That just, you know, it's just it's giving try hard energy. Girl, stop. You're not a rapper, you're an RB singer, you're a church girl. You know, um, like I said, and I've been saying this for a while, Chloe needs to get back to the essence of Chloe. The problem is her fan base, the people who supported her, they know her for a certain way. And I'm not saying that you can't grow and you can't, you know, explore your sexuality, but there's a difference between being sexual and, you know, dressing the part and being overtly raunchy. And folks were not here for that for Chloe. That was not Chloe's aesthetic. And she needed to understand that. And every time her hardcore fans would tell her this, and I also said this, they'd be attacked. And they'd say, oh, shut up. She's exploring herself and she's growing up. Uh, she can do what she wants. She's a grown woman. Y'all are just jealous. Well, the problem is these are the people who've been supporting her since her Disney days. I haven't. I, I don't listen to her like that. You know what I'm saying? She's a lot younger. I just, you know what I mean? That's like my little sister in them generation. So if these are the people who've been supporting her and they're saying, Chloe, we don't like the direction that you're going in, just be yourself. You have a beautiful voice. You don't need all the theatrics. And she kept taking it as hate and trolling. And somebody else even pointed this out about how she treated one of her, her main fan base. Let me see. I had took a screenshot in case I lost it in the comments. And I thought this was very interesting as well because this was coming from one of her fans. If I can read it to y'all. Okay, Cutie Jazzy, Cutie Pie Jazz wrote this. I'm going to read this to y'all. I took this screenshot because I got a bunch of comments. She says, I'm a Chloe and Haley stan. Okay, so this ain't a hater. This is a stan. She says, I've been following this project and I knew it was going to flop. I love her, but she did so many things terribly. Fans were asking her to promote her projects more. And during the surprise for the night era, she totally ignored them. Her largest IG fan page deleted her account after Chloe told her to stop critiquing her. So meaning that you know how all these folks have fandoms, 
her biggest fan page ended up deleting the page. They had the most followers because anytime somebody, people would leave comments saying, you know, we don't like what Chloe's doing, Chloe's changing. She would get in her feelings and go off on the fan page. So finally the fan page was like, you know what? Enough is enough, I'm done. So the fan page deleted the account. Then the person goes on to say, uh, she asked us to pick her next release and we all chose FTN, but she went with a surprise. She featuring Chris Brown, which, which most weren't happy with. New fans didn't like her deciding not to put her title tracks on her album that literally made them fans. Also, when she released her promo pics, people loved them, but she went with an entirely different aesthetic for the album cover, which fans complained about on Discord. It honestly felt like Chloe didn't want to appeal to the Clovers at all. Her fan base is the Clovers, so that was something new that I learned. Then she goes on to say, I feel like she's trying too hard to be really big to be a really big mainstream artist which leaves her abandoning or completely ignoring her fan base. I hope she can learn from this and I appreciate her fan base and appreciate her fan base more after the tour. For now, I most I mostly will no longer follow her solo projects. So that is what a fan of hers, a Clover, okay, that is what one of her Clovers wrote and I think they came from a very sincere, heartfelt uh, place because a lot of people wanted Chloe to win. But like I said a while ago, you know, it's to the point where you can't tell the difference between these R&B singers and these rap girls. The aesthetic, the, the aesthetic is the same. The overt sexuality is the same. And I remember a while back, I knew things were kind of going downhill. I had made a post about maybe a year ago she had posted these pictures where she basically looked like a stripper. She had on, you know, stripper shoes and a pole. And, and I just was like, this is not you, you know? And I was like, I wish this girl would stop appropriating stripper culture because you're really not about that life. And I know a lot of real strippers and they really have to work hard, not only because stripping is not an easy job, but even to be seen with any type of like respect and dignity and you're appropriating it because it's cute for a photo shoot. And a lot of strippers ended up coming on my post and were thanking me. Of course, people drug me too, not that I cared, but a lot of strippers were like, thank you. Because when we have to work and do this, it's it's not cute and we're slut shamed and, and this and that. So why even try and make it look, why try and glamorize this when you don't have to? Again, if she came out on the scene like a Cardi B who used to be a stripper and was overtly sexual, then that's how she was introduced to us, whatever. But this is not how Chloe was introduced to the masses. She came in as a, a God-fearing Christian woman. Um, you know, they I thought they've always had cute outfits. You know, they both had beautiful bodies. And I think the clothes that she wore were very tasteful. Then at some point, it's like she became a mini Sasha Fierce. You know, just all the leotards and, you know, her doing booty dancing videos. It was just weird, you know? And I, I just think it just became too much for her hardcore fan base. Again, the casual fans, we're all here for a fat ass, including myself. You know, I like sexy pictures of people, no hater. You know, if something's cute, something's cute. So yeah, we're all looking, liking, keep scrolling. But that does not equate us going out and streaming your music. It's just 
keeping it real. You know, like everybody will click on a beautiful picture. Like I said, Sweetie's a beautiful girl. She takes gorgeous pictures, but am I going to go stream her music? Absolutely not. You know, so it's like you have to understand the people who really support you. And you have to make things geared towards those who support you. I'm not saying you can't change, but you should never lose yourself in the essence of who you are trying to chase mainstream fame and trying to be a mixie with a lot of these industry people. And I felt like that's what she was trying to do and it didn't work. And she's obviously salty about it because now she's cussing at folks and telling folks to stream her mother effing album and, you know, F this and F that. No, ma'am. You will not be cussing at me and demanding my money. I don't care if you're little Uzi Vert or Chloe Bailey. It's the way that you talk to people. So now I definitely won't be checking for it. But um, yeah, I just, I think that she, she played the wrong hand. I think she should have just been herself, you know, um, because it looks to me like her sister doesn't get the same backlash that she gets, you know? And I think the fact that she just really switched it up and her doing songs, I'm really surprised with some of the features that she's chosen. Future, beat him down, Chris Brown. And you know, it's like, girl, Future is like a huge misogynist. He got all these damn kids out here. Like, I, I just felt like she was better off, you know, doing like either collaborations with other R&B singering females. Not saying that she doesn't have those, but it's like the choice of guys that she chose to collab with is very questionable, especially given her background. So I just, I, I, the whole future collab really confused me. And then he's like looking for sympathy. Y'all don't really know me and who I, shut up future. We don't care. We, we've seen enough of you. Okay. So, <laughs> so again, <laughs> like I know he tried to, you know, it probably did better for his reputation than it did hers. It probably helped it more than it did Future. But I'm not checking for anything Future's on since Molly Percocet because his antics on social media turned me off. You know, the back and forth with the baby mamas and, you know, every other month is a new child, just like with Nick Cannon. I don't check for anything he has going on. You know, so again, people need to understand the way you act on social media, the things that you do can turn off your fan base where people are now speaking with their money, go woke, go broke, you know, change your entire aesthetic and try to be something that people feel like you're not, they're going to move on. And I think that's what happened is that the people who actually buy her music, they got turned off by the antics and by her trying so hard. It was coming off thirsty after a while, um, you know, but hopefully she'll learn from this and she'll drop another album and she can, you know, regroup, revamp, figure out what was really working for her and go back to that essence. Because the difference between Chloe and a lot of these other artists is that Chloe is actually talented. I would never take that away from her and her sister. She's a talented producer, writer. She can sing. Like when she sings, she gives you chills. But it's like, I want her to sing about things more meaningful. You know what I mean? I don't want to hear you on a song with Future. I'm, I'm just not interested, you know? So I think eventually she'll bounce back from this, but I think this is a wake-up call to a lot of celebrities. 
that, you know, you got to understand your fan base and what they're saying. Every Everybody's not trolling. Everybody's not hating. Sometimes people are giving you solid advice and people like to dismiss it as, you know, hating and trolling and jealousy when it's not always that. And I think the reason why people went so hard is because they know Chloe didn't need the gimmicks. I think that that was really a lot of people's issues. Like we get the gimmicks with Sweetie and, you know, her acting like she's 15 and singing in a hairbrush. And like we get all the gimmicky shit with people like Sweetie. But Chloe didn't need that. And I think that's why a lot of people were just disappointed, you know, in the direction that she was going. And they kept trying to steer her back. And when she was arguing with her fans and arguing with fan pages, they washed their hands of her. You know, you can't bite the hand that feeds you. And, and you know, fan pages are very crucial. Again, the fans are what make people, you know, they, they cause traction. They get things trending on social media. So if you don't have your hardcore fan base, the Clover is behind you, you're not going to trend. People are not even going to know if they're not big fans of yours that you even drop music. So you want to keep that hardcore fan base intact. So, nah, -uh. somebody said she got the Azealia Banks treatment. Shout. We're not even going to go there. But yeah, I think this was a wake up call to her. And like I said, her, you know, ranting like a banshee on stage didn't help either. You know, you can't get mad. And nobody but yourself for that one. So let me go ahead here. Um, I'm going to read some of these super chats here. Uh, let's see. Divine Gangsta says, hey, Auntie, miss you. Loved your green room take on the Bud Light fiasco. Uh, thank you so much. That was a regular podcast. <laughs> Y'all be mixing up these theme songs. Um, but that was me and Emily. That was a podcast that we did. The green room, unfortunately, y'all, is coming to an end. Um, Spotify Live is shutting down. So, child, the tea sippers had that app popping. But unfortunately, the tea sippers, we can't do it by ourselves. So they sent out a notice that Spotify Live is ending. So we were very hurt. Um, but I sent the team, because I've been working really close with the team for the past two years. So I sent them an email and just, you know, thank them for the opportunity and just, you know, they really looked out for me. I mean, hell, they had me on a billboard in New York City, you know, so um, but I am working. I do have an app. Um, we finally have the OS, the I, the ISO, the iPhone app ready. Um, that should be launching like tomorrow. I just got to approve a few things. The Android app has been ready, um, but I'm going to create my own um like a green room, but on my app. So I'm working with um, Ahmed and the other developers. Um, it's gonna take a while. It's probably gonna take about three months for them to develop everything, but they can do it. So we're gonna do it via the app. So that way we can still have a call-in show. I refuse to mix my brand with Clubhouse. I'm not doing it. All that gangbang talk, all the mush mouth shit on there, the scamming, it's just too much drama on Clubhouse. That's why we really liked the green room. Like, it was fun. It was like a family environment. I mean, we could be on there talking for like dang near three hours and it felt like 20 minutes. Like the chat was always cracking. It was just, it was really cool. And I really liked it. So I'm building my own app to do the same thing. So hopefully it will be done within the next three months. By the summertime, I want to roll it out. But in the meantime, we will have two new shows um, before it ends. Um, in April. So I want to do a show this week 
and probably a show next week. I still want to do a show about the teachers and have all the teachers call in. So I'm still trying to put that together. So we will have two more shows before the green room shuts down forever. So thank you so much for the super chat. And I'm really glad that you liked it. And we'll talk more about the whole Bud Light situation because I definitely have an update. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Say Carrie sent five said congratulations on the new homes. Blessing to you and your family. Thank you so much. I appreciate you, sis. Thank you. Um, Sivan sent $49.99. Thank you so much, sis. She says, on vacay with the family, going to catch the playback. Congrats on the move. Keep shining. Sending love from VA. Thank you so much. I appreciate you and enjoy your vacation, sis. Um, Pierre Lewis sent $4.99. Says, oop, imagine a tea sipper one day owning your beautiful home. I'm here for it. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for the super chat. Um, Michelle Senfai says, I signed in at the right time. Today I got time because, by the way, I'm still not in the Discord. No luck. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, thank you for the super chat. It will be open again in the future. We just had an opening at the beginning of April. Um, Let's see here. Addie Set 999 says, Chloe has benefited from being signed to Beyonce. What new artist that's not even that popular yet is performing on big stages, doing movies, shows, and interviews? I have yet to see one. Mm. Now, folks ain't ready for that conversation. I'm really glad you pointed that out, Addie, because it's so easy to say what Beyonce's not doing for her publicly. But best believe, Rock Nation and Beyonce's management team are definitely pulling strings behind the scenes. Because if she was a brand new artist, you know, just fresh in the game, she would not be in that new movie with Quavo, uh, that new show with the sex scene that went viral. You know, the stage that she cussed all of us out on, that looked like a pretty big stage. That didn't look like a gym, you know, didn't look like a high school auditorium. Looked like a major stage that she cussed us out on. So she... She's definitely getting some benefits. She's definitely getting that Beyonce sponsorship package, okay? So, yeah, don't, you know, she's getting some benefits there. I'm glad you pointed that out. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Paige Dutcher said, Beyonce promoted her Blue Ivy clothing line, and that even popped. I personally think it's the music. Yeah, I don't think... Um, anybody's checking for Ivy Park like that. Um, I've only seen maybe two people in life wear it, you know. I, I just don't see it out there like that. And I'm talking about the Ivy Park Adidas co uh, collaboration. And usually I notice like when people would go to buy it, it automatically be, you know, sold out. And it makes me think like, did they really sell out everything or did you just have a limited supply and it sold out because... For it to be sold out constantly, I don't see anybody wearing it. Maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm not hanging out in the cool spots. I just, I've seen two people in the past, you know, since her stuff has come out in Ivy Park. I just don't see people wearing it or the Adidas collaboration. So, yeah. But thank you for the super chat. Let's see here. JTV sent 999 says, hey, T, checking in from Jackson, Mississippi. Can't wait for the next true crime video. Did you hear that Spotify Live is shutting down soon? Thanks again for the wrench. You're welcome. And yeah, just talked about that. 
um, a new true crime video. Hopefully, I was hoping it'd be uh, up by tomorrow, but I did shoot it. I shot it this weekend. Um, true crime is very daunting. So I needed to take a break last month. I was just, I couldn't take on any more dark, dark subject matter. So I was like, I just needed a break. But I did shoot one this weekend and it's, yeah. Woo! It's going to be good. It's going to be good. So I will let you know when it goes up. <laughs> so stay tuned. Um, let's see here. Authentic Boom says, hey, Auntie, I'm happy you went live today. I had a feeling, Aries gang, it's my 46th birthday. Blessed to be here, Discord gang gang. Happy birthday, sis. Thank you so much for coming through. Enjoy your day. And I'm glad I was able to go live on your birthday. So that's what's up. It is uh, Aries season. Shout out to all the Aries out there. Um, let's see here. Um, Shan sent $49.99. Thank you so much, Shan. Uh, they said, but Chloe is making the decision or her management behind her is not listening. You know, I don't know, but I I think the decision is more or less on Chloe. Um, I think she tried to pull like the whole Miley Cyrus, you know, I'm leaving Disney. I'm grown now. And, you know, it, it only works mainly for the Miley's and all that stuff. You know, it's like we, we can tell that you're grown by looking at you and telling that you're grown, but you don't have to be overtly raunchy with it, you know, and, and it, it worked for Miley for a short time. And then what happened? People grew tired of it. And then she went back to being, the you know, a country bumpkin and oh, and rap is, you know, a detriment to the, you know, to the culture and all this nonsense after she used rap and was twerking and, and using the whole rap aesthetic to gain attention. Then she went back to being country. So that's the thing. I just think that Chloe just needs to be herself. I don't even think it's management pushing her to be more sexy. I think it's Chloe pushing herself, trying to fit in because she wants to fit in with all the other R&B girls, you know, like Summer Walker, you know, she's very sexy and, and carries herself really sexy. So I think she's trying to push in with all the other girls, the rap girls and stuff like that. And she doesn't need it. She doesn't have to. Um, let's see here. Andrea says, Tennis Shea went off a few years back about people following her and not buying her album. She was called bitter from her low sales. I remember that too. Yeah, Tennis Shea did get mad about that. Someone says, throw Chloe in the lost cause bucket with Normani, Tamar, and a few others. Give us a ring in a little bit and see if we care. Yeah, I think Normani just... I'm not sure what happened with her career. Even Cardi's collaboration did nothing for her. Um, but yeah, I remember that, you know, Tanache was saying the truth. But again, people have to understand that it's a difference between people who are following you, who are genuine fans of yours, and people who are just there to be nosy. And a majority of people who follow celebrities are there to be nosy. They're there to hate watch. They're there to just see what they're up to, but they're not really supporting them where it counts. And that's the unfortunate part. And I think part of that, like even like with artists like Normani, they have to be more personable. I just, I don't know anything about her. She just, I think she's a beautiful girl, beautiful voice, but she doesn't give me anything. It's just, I, I don't know anything about her. So it's just like, she needs to just interact more and show more of herself, more of her personality. 
So I think that would help her. Uh, let's see here. Michaela Davis sent 10 says, I'm about to cry. I am eight months pregnant and I haven't been feeling good today, but seeing you go live has made my day. Thank you for all you do. Aww. You are so welcome and congratulations. I know you're just ready to pop. So you got another month left. So good luck on the pregnancy. And I hope you have a healthy, happy baby. Thank you for coming through. Uh, let's see here. Young Kobe says, maybe I missed uh, maybe I missed this part of the reason. She has a strained relationship with her parents. She really has megastar potential, but her choices are a head scratcher. And having Gunna as your boyfriend. Yeah, that Gunna situation was interesting. I didn't know that she had a strained relationship with her parents. Um, I wasn't aware of that, so I'm not going to speak on that. I didn't know that. But hopefully, you know, they'll be able to fix that. Dr. Nikki says, hey, T, I think people went too hard on Chloe because she rejected the, observ the observations that were offered along the way. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I believe so, too. I think, like I said, even her getting into it, her biggest fan base, um, the, the fan page didn't make any sense. And I think, you know, she was taking everything so personal. And these were really people like the one girl wrote who were stands of hers, who really had been following her since her Disney days. And she just didn't want to take heed. So that, that was the issue right there. Um, let's see here. Jade says, I've seen new kids on the block 13 times and they treat their fans with love and respect. There are no gimmicks. Love from the Bay Area. I've never seen, I would love to see new kids on the block. I'm a new kids fan, child. That was definitely my era. Oh, 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 the right stuff. Love the way you walk. Okay, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop singing new kids. But yeah, but you notice like a lot of the old school artists, they understand, child, it is a blessing. They do. They really treat their fans with a lot of love and respect because they know fans are fickle and they will keep it pushing. So that's that's dope that you've seen them that many times. I'm going to have to check them out if you've seen them that many times. But yeah, a lot of these old school fans, they really realize it where a lot of these new fans, you know, they get very comfortable and they think that these same fans will be there. No, don't get too comfortable because especially with this internet generation, they have a very short attention span. So they'll leave and, and they'll move on in the blink of a eye. Look how now like Ice Spice is like the biggest thing but just six months ago, it was Lotto and Lotto and Lotto's coming up. Lotto, Lotto, Lotto. And now people act like Lotto don't even exist. Everything is Ice Spice, Ice Spice, Ice Spice. So, yeah, the fans are very fickle. I mean, look how that song with her and the Pink Panthers. I mean, that song has blown up, you know, out of nowhere. So it just goes to show you what, what's moving the culture. Um here gizzy says hey t congrats on your new house did you hear about the dairy farm the dairy farm explosion in texas no i have not heard about that there's so much going on but thank you i would definitely look into that more food supply issues i see let's see here cameron sent 9.99 says hey t love you on the chloe everything seems forced and overly sexualized it's extra special for her for her swarm scene, it was pointless. And then she's in a gospel movie with her images all over the place. Yeah, 
And I think that's part of it is people just don't know how to take her, you know? So, and again, yes, people have the right to be multifaceted, but you just can't forget your, your hardcore fan base. You just can't, you know, be no different than, you know, people know me for coming on here, keeping it real, speaking my mind. And then all of a sudden, you know, because I want to be mainstream, I'm acting dumb. I'm dumbing down my questions. I'm being super sexual. You know, I can't speak on anything at all. I don't know anything. And now I'm playing the ditzy role. Y'all would check out. Y'all would be like, we know she's not dumb. She's playing a role. So we're out. So you got to understand your core fan base. My fan base likes me because, you know, of my personality, the fact that I know how to speak. I can be articulate. I know how to talk about a wide range of topics. Imagine if now the only thing I talk about is sex. Oh my God, I got pissed on the other night. And then, you know, I was popping pills and, you know, and then I met this guy at the gas station. I gave him head. Like, y'all be like, what the fuck is this? So that, that's the thing. You, you got to understand when you're making moves, who your core fan base is. Now, if I came on here from day one overtly sexual and telling all my sexual business, then yeah, that makes sense. But if that was never my cup of tea, and now I'm trying to make this a whole sexual live stream, every live stream, everybody would leave eventually. It might be cute at first, and people are like, she must be mentally ill because who gives sex outside of a gas station? <laughs> who, who's, in the, who's by the gas station giving head and shit? You know what I mean? By the gas cans. Like people would check out, like that's not tea. She's not being herself. So that's what we're saying. You can be multifaceted, but you also need to understand your core fan base and what they come for, you know? So I think she'll get it together. You know, I have, I think she's a smart girl. She's very talented. I think that she can redeem herself, but she has to want to redeem herself and stop trying to, you know, be mainstream and, and be a part of the industry. You can't serve two masters. If you're going to be, you know, the Christian girl, you know, who's just herself and warm and loving, be that. If you want to be more secular and raunchy, then be that, but understand the people who are there for not the not the gas can, not the, the gas station emojis, y'all are a mess, you know, but understand that those are not the people who are going to necessarily go out and buy your music, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot. It is a lot. So we've talked about Chloe for 45 minutes, y'all. We're going to go ahead and segue out of that. So now I want to hit on this situation that is going on with um, Woe Vicky and Little Nas X. So there's been a lot of rumors over the past few months that a lot of people feel like Little Nas X is a gay plant. A lot of people feel like he's not really gay. And so um, Woe Vicky went on to the We, we in Miami podcast and they were interviewing her. Let me pull this up here real quick. Just a second. I have like 50,000 pages up. Hold on. We're, okay, here it is. Okay. And and shout out to We Miami Podcast. They are tea sippers. I love them. We talk every now and then in the DMs. They're like a really good group of guys. They're funny. So they always do these crazy interviews with like strippers and, you know, just, you know, the, the craziest chicks. So this time they have, well, Vicky on there. And they were asking, well, Vicky, um, some questions about Little Nas X. So we're going to go ahead and listen. Little Nas X, 
I feel like he needs Jesus. What about Lil Uzi? He needs Jesus too. I, they both definitely sold their soul. I wanted to say this about Lil Nas X. I got a few friends that went to school with him and they said he was never gay. So Are you I, serious? So I know for a fact like what he doing is because like they told him like you gotta do this now if you want. So to so you feel like he not really gay? Like, I feel like ain't nobody really gay in Jesus' name. Amen. It's getting popularity, getting you money, getting you views. So it's like selling yourself like you do right. this you going with whoop. So what do you think of the music in the entertainment industry like it's just demonic the industry it's like you have to do certain things to get that so i believe he had to do certain things to get where he's going and like the certain things is you got to do this and lead people this way and lead people that way what you think about Lil Nas X? okay so y'all just heard what miss woe vicky has to say now let me there's so many different angles I can spin with this, especially being, you know, a conspiracy theorist myself. Now, I will say this. I find it very interesting that a lot of these IG personalities, everybody's like running to God. You know, I'm hearing, a, you know, you didn't hear a lot of, of God talk even a year ago. Even we, when just regular folks would talk about God and Christianity, it's like we would be shamed. You know, you're a Bible thumper. Nobody wants to hear that, you know, move around with that, uh, take that mess to church. So it's very interesting to see, you know, this change in a lot of these influencers from Black China to Alexis Skye, uh, Brittany Renner. Um, and now you have Woe Vicky, who, very interesting enough, she garnered fame by cosplaying a Black woman. Remember, she's swarping down. She took a DNA test and, you know, they found black in her ancestry, which was a lie. But, you know, she grew up in the hood and that's how she really talks. Well, Vicky and I've met her before. I met her with my son and she was really nice. You know, she's a really nice girl. Um, but she was playing a, a, a character. You know, it's like whenever black women behave that way, talk that way naturally, we don't get any benefits from that. We don't go viral, no one cares. But as soon as you put the same aesthetic and the same vernacular on a white girl from the hood, oh, now it's chic, it's, you know, it, it, it's it's the end thing. And she rolled that way for a while, was getting all types of sponsorships and Fashion Nova and, you know, uh, pretty little thing deals. And so I don't know if them sponsorships have dried up, you know, now people aren't checking for her like that. And now all of a sudden it's all oh, glory be to God and in the name of Yahshua. So, you know, again, I try and judge nobody's, um, you know, journey. But I just always find it funny that when the clicks aren't there and the views aren't there and people aren't checking for them, then it's, you know, hallelujah. And, you know, praise the Lord in the name of Jesus. Nobody will be gay. OK, Vicky. Um, but let me let me say this. OK. Um, let's keep it real. A lot of men who were gay in high school pretended to be straight. So him, people thinking he was straight in high school, I can see that because a lot of gay men, especially when they were younger, they weren't sure about their sexuality and, you know, they hit it. Especially when I was in high school. You know, it's very interesting now, the guys who I went to school with who were straight, there was one who had a baby, he was a teen dad. Had a baby and everything. Now he's, you know, the biggest gay man. So it's like, yeah, people can be straight in one. In, well, he probably was always, well, honestly, he was always gay. He just didn't have nobody to be gay with. Let's keep that real. <laughs> the 90s, okay? So he probably just didn't have nobody to be gay with, you know? And 
being teenagers, you know, you're confused. You don't know. He had a baby and, you know, whatever. But now he's open. He's a gay man. So I don't think that really proves that he wasn't gay. But I will say this about little Nas X, and I got to keep this all the way real. I think the reason why rumors persist about his sexuality, why people feel like he could be straight, I feel like little Nas X is definitely playing a character. This is what I mean. I don't think that he's straight per se, but I think this is really who little Nas X is. I'm going to show you his Instagram page here. Hold on. Okay. This is who I think Little Nas X is any other time outside of like the industry BS. So this is a picture of Little Nas X. Let me blow this up here. And he just looks like just a regular young man, right? He's he's a mess. He wrote go vegan or some mess like that. Oh no, somebody wrote go vegan. But it's him just barbecuing. But he's dressed like just a regular guy, right? So we're just going to go through some of these pictures. Like, I feel like this is really who Nas X is. Pigeon-toed and all, okay? In his skinny jeans with his Don Julio. He's just, to me, just a regular little gay boy, right? Or a gay man, right? And I feel like this is really who he is. He is just a regular, more masculine gay boy, who wear skinny jeans and fitted shirts and hats. But the industry at times really does try to push a certain agenda. And like, here goes another picture of Nas. And I'll explain to y'all what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this is more who he is, right? Just in some Nikes, skinny jeans and a t-shirt. Like, I feel like when I see him in this environment, he looks comfortable. He just looks like himself. He's just having fun, right? So now, let me show y'all once the industry gets a hold of him. So this is his page. This does not look like the same boy that we were just looking at. This just looks forced. Look, even somebody even wrote here, can we get some masculine pics? It just looks so forced. Like they're just using him, you know, to just push like an overtly feminine agenda. All gay men are not effeminate. And it seems like the industry only wants to push this type of gay man. You get what I'm saying? He's looking at the effeminate picture of himself. Like everything looks so forced when it comes to him doing industry stuff. It doesn't come off as genuine to me. Look at this picture. It looks forced. When he was barbecuing them damn hamburgers and ribs and hot dogs, he just looked like he was in his element, just having fun, being a young man. I just feel like everything he does comes off as forced. Like this outfit, he looks uncomfortable as hell. Even here with like the Satan, you know, horns and him trying to twerk. I just feel like he's doing it for a check. 
Like here, he caught a fish. He just looks handsome in his element. You see, like, just look at his smile. He just looks genuine. Just happy. Just a regular little gay guy. I'm not buying that this is genuine. I'm not buying this. I don't care what nobody says. I'm not buying that this is genuine. This is forced. This is you want to be big. You want to be mainstream. You want to hang with Elton and the Miley Cyruses. This is what you need to do. Look at his face. Here he's smiling. It just comes off as forced. Let me read my comments. I'm probably getting drugged. But I don't know. That's, am I wrong? I just feel like, I think that's where the controversy, I really believe that that's where the controversy comes in with little Nas X. I think that is why a lot of people think that he's possibly straight. Because when you see him in just his, look, I said just a natural little gay guy. Yeah, I just think like he's just a regular little gay boy. And I'm saying little because he's as young as my child. So I'm not saying it to like disparage him. He's young enough to be my kid. I don't care if he was straight. To me, he's, he's just a little boy, right? Um, that's the vibe I get. He's just, you know, just a normal little gay guy, you know, in his skinny jeans and T-shirts kicking it. But then when the industry calls and he has to make an appearance, now he has to be overly feminine and the dresses and the glitter and the purses and the makeup. He doesn't give me that vibe. I know feminine gay men, trust me. And you can't tell them that they're not half woman. I don't get that vibe from him. I just get regular little gay boy who's playing dress up. And I think that is why a lot of people think that he's straight and that he's playing a character. But I think what it is is that they're misconstruing it and saying that he's straight pretending to be gay. I think what they really need to look at the nuances is that he's gay. He's just not a feminine gay man. Oh, okay, y'all agree? Now, what, what I'm saying, and, and don't misunderstand me, and I'm not trying to offend, you know, LGBTQ. There are so many different types of gay men. Can we just be real here? Every gay man is not walking around in heels Every gay man doesn't do hair. Every gay man doesn't do makeup. Like, but if you go on social media, if you look at the industry, you would think that that is how every gay man behaves, okay? I've talked to y'all about like my best gay homeboy, David. I was in his wedding, married Justin. Shout out David and Justin. And Justin is his husband. David comes to all my events. Y'all would see him. The two white guys, they come to every event. They support me. We've been friends since we were 18, okay? And I've been friends with him before he even came out the closet and everything else. I didn't care. That was my friend. That's my ace, boom, coom. You know what I mean? I will always support him. Do you know how many people, when David comes to an event, people are like, who is that? Who's the white guy? Like, people don't even know that he's gay initially, He's a very, like, you would not know, like, he's not ashamed. He'll let, if you ask him, he'll tell you, but he's, he's not effeminate. 
he's not effeminate. So I think the problem is the industry only shows one type of gay male. You get what I'm saying? And there's, there, it's such a nuance. And I think if they showed the gay men who are more masculine, for example, like Armand, Armand is a more masculine gay man. Armand is not going to walk around in a dress. That's not Armand's thing, right? But then you have other gay men that that is their thing and that's their business. But they don't really showcase the gay men who act more masculine. Jason Lee, Hollywood Unlocked. He's a more masculine gay man. He's not really effeminate like that. I've never seen Jason Lee in a dress. So that's what I'm saying is that they don't show a variety. So I'm not trying to be disrespectful and say, oh, there's only one way to be gay. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that when that's all you show, you know what I'm saying? That, that That's a problem. This is why people think that little Nas X is cosplaying a gay man. Because when you really see him in his element, he's just posting pictures of himself at home or chilling with his family or just out and about. He just looks like a regular little gay boy to me. But then when it's anything industry, here comes the skirts, the high heels, the thigh high boots, the bondage. It's over the top. And that's all I'm saying, you know, and that that really is a real stereotype, because I remember one of my gay friends when I lived in North Carolina and we were thick as thieves and he was into computers and IT and everything. And I remember I had a photo shoot. I had booked a modeling gig. And I called him like, hey, can you do my hair and makeup? He was like, bitch, no. And I was like, why? And he was like, I don't know how to do hair and makeup. I was like, but you're gay. Like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? I was like, but I thought all gay men know how to do hair and makeup. Like, what's the point of you being gay if you can't do hair and makeup? And he had to check me. He was like, first of all, don't, you know, get me misconstrued with what you watch in The Real Housewives of Atlanta. I don't do hair. I don't do makeup. I'm into the same shit you're into. I'm into computers. I'm into, you know what I'm saying, hardware. I don't like makeup, the fuck? So that really woke me up like, oh, just because somebody's gay does not mean that they're a stylist and they do makeup and you know what I mean? So that yeah, he had to check me. Yeah. Look, somebody said that was ignorant, T. Well, I'm gonna keep it real. Y'all want me to lie to y'all? I'm gonna keep it real, uh, Kate Boss. But I'm telling you, that's how I thought, because I was watching Real Housewives and, you know, you're watching all these shows and you see all these gay men. And guess what? They all do hair and makeup. So this is my boy. I'm like, well, shit, let me hire him to do it. And he was like, no, I'm not doing your hair and makeup. And I couldn't understand why he wouldn't. He was like, have you ever seen me in makeup? And no, I'm, I'm a gay boy. I don't do hair and makeup. I'm not into that. And I was like, oh, <laughs> Yes, that's really what I had assumed. Like, you know, well, you're gay. You should be able to do that. Like, all gay people can do hair and makeup. He was like, no, everybody's not feminine. And, you know, hell no, I don't do makeup and hair. So that's what I'm saying. But when you only show all gay men being stylists, that's what people think and assume. You know what I'm saying? And there's there's a wide variety. You know, there, there's gay men who are in IT and into computers and they're nerds and you know what I mean? It's just their sexuality, no big deal. So what I'm saying is that I wish the industry would show more, you know, but I was young. This wasn't like last week, y'all stop. I was like in my twenties, okay? Y'all talking about some damn damn tea. This wasn't last week. This is when I was young. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know. 
I just assume that, you know, he's gay. He can do hair and makeup because all the gay people that I see on television and on social media can do hair and makeup. But that was wrong of me to assume that. And he put me in my place as he should have. Okay. So, yeah, you know, so I, I think that is the issue with little Nas X, if I'm being very honest. I don't think he's straight at all. I think he loves some peen because even before he got famous and he had those troll pages, he was talking about peen. So I don't think it was the industry that made him gay. No, he's been gay. But I think because of how he carries himself outside of those industry related events is totally different. Like if he walked around with dresses and skirts and crop tops all the time, then I go, okay, he's just effeminate, whatever. But that's not how he carries himself. So I think He's cosplaying, I'll say that. He's cosplaying feminine gay men. I think that's what he's doing. Like Billy Porter is very feminine. You're gonna catch Billy Porter in something effeminate. I don't care if he's at home, in his backyard, or he's on the red carpet. That's Billy Porter. When I look at Little Nas X, that's not the vibe I get from him. So I, I think that is what, well, Vicky's trying to say, but she just don't know how to say it properly. But yeah, I hope y'all get where I'm coming from. You know, I just wish, like I said, um, I wish that they would showcase a wide variety, you know, of, of men, you know what I mean, from the LGBT. Showcase a wide variety, you know? They never do that. It's always the super effeminate men it's always the ones who are catty and getting into it with females and reading people for the filth when there's a lot of gay men who don't act like that, you know? So I think they, they have to show, they have to show a wide range, just like even with lesbians, you know, it's like, there's only two types. Either it's the super sexy lesbian who's, you know, most likely just vicarious, but you know, it's cute. So I'm gonna play the lesbian role, AKA Sin and Erica Mena. Or it's like the hardcore butch. There's like no in between. It's like the, you know, the hardcore butch who looks like a man and, you know, who's arm wrestling. So that's what I'm saying. It should be a wide range. There's a lot, you know, some women are lesbians and they're not overtly feminine and trying to be super sexual. And then some are not trying to look like men or be men either, you know? So there should be a wide range. Yeah, like, you know, like Young M.A., I like Young M.A., I like her. Yeah, like Mimi Foss, you know? Mimi Foss is gay, you know? But yeah, it's like a wide range. I just think they need to show a wide range of people, not just the same. Somebody said, what about the brat? Well, hell, the brat, you know, she didn't even come out till she got with, you know, with what was Judy? So it's like, you know, the Brad and Queen Latifah, they've been there, but they've been more closeted. It's not like they've been open the whole time. So, yeah, I just I think like they should show a wide, a wide range. You know what I'm saying? Because there's there's a wide range of, of people. People have different types of personalities. Nobody is all in one box. It's no different than if we're talking about black people. Right. Not all black girls grew up in the hood. Not all black girls are from the suburbs. Not, you know what I mean? There's, there's, there's so many nuances to being black, right? So they need to showcase that as well with LGBT. So that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Somebody said Queen Latifah is not gay in all caps. Yes, she is. 
What you talking about? She got a whole wife. Somebody said it's stud, not butch. Y'all don't use butch? Y'all know I'm old, child. I'm from the 90s. I don't, I thought that's, that's not, we can't say butch no more. Oh, child, I didn't I'm sorry. What is stud? Okay, well, moving on. <laughs> moving on, child. That's what, that was the name back then. Okay, so it's stud. Y'all be teaching me shit. Somebody said, no, it is butch here. So some people are saying it's butch. That must be an older school lesbian. She said, no, bitch, you gonna call me a butch. And then other people said it's stud. Somebody says butch is white and stud is for black people. See, y'all got too many rules. <laughs> y'all got too many rules, honey. So the white people are butch, but the black people are studs? Oh my gosh. <laughs> every day on here that is so funny so okay some people said it's both okay okay so i didn't offend it just depends somebody said butch bull dagger and stud all works the same i ain't heard that word in a long time bull dagger oh my goodness yeah y'all got a lot of rules honey <laughs> I love my tea sippers. Y'all be keeping me on my toes. But yeah, like I said, there's a there's a wide range of everybody. So showcase everyone, okay? And I'm gonna leave it on that. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and get to the next topic here. I've been on here already an hour. Um, so I wanna talk, oh yeah, we're gonna woo, we're gonna talk about the Nike boycott. So speaking of go woke, go broke. It is a lot going on with this whole Dylan Mulvaney situation. Me and Emily hit on that on the podcast. Um, like I said, I'm no fan of Dylan Mulvaney. This man is cosplaying, in my personal opinion, what it is to be a woman. I do not believe he's really trans. I believe he's just doing this for attention. He's acting. The fact that he still goes by the name Dylan you know, it, it just lets you know right there, he's not really, he's looking for attention. And um, you even have trans people now who are calling him out. But the first controversy with Dylan was a whole Bud Light controversy. And now this is coming to bite Anheuser-Busch in the ass. If you guys do not know, let me share um, my screen. Go woke, go broke. They have lost $5 billion in value amid the Dylan Mulvaney controversy. People have been pulling their stocks. Ooh, why did that blow up? People have been pulling their stocks and um, their shares are down. You have restaurants canceling Bud Light. So it's getting real. They're saying here since March 31st, Shares of Bud Light's parent company have fallen by nearly 4%, knocking down the company's market capitalization from $1.3238 billion to $1.2713 billion on Wednesday. Anheuser-Busch stock fizzled more than 1.5% on Wednesday. The company is dealing with fallout from conservatives over 
its deal with Mulvaney and the 26-year-old transgender influencer with more than 10 million followers on social media. So people are really pissed about this. Um, I'm not going to play the ad, but I hate how they're making it also look like it's just conservatives because that's not true. You have people on every end of the spectrum, including trans people who see the bullshit for what it is. So it's not just a conservative thing. Um, people are not feeling the fact that he is getting these sponsorships. It was cute when this was just on Instagram and he was just Instagram fodder. But now that this man is promoting Tampax, Bud Light, Nike, women's wear, it's ridiculous. So now Bud Light, Bud Light is going broke, go, go broke. And now Nike is facing the same wrath. So let me go ahead and show y'all this here. So there's a lady on TikTok going viral. She has now started a new um, thing called Burn the Bra Challenge. And so she's encouraging women to burn the bra, um, especially Nike bras. A lot of people are saying that they are no longer supporting Nike or anything that Nike has going on because of their disrespect by hiring Dylan Mulvaney as a spokesperson. So we're gonna go ahead and watch what she has to say here. Women out there, we are in the fight of all fights. Since the 1960s, we have been fighting for the right to be women the way you're treating us currently like men. You're pushing us around. You're calling us names. Nike, you should be ashamed of yourself. You chose a little boy with no breasts and some junk in his pants to represent real women. Nike, I am done with you. I will never, ever buy another Nike product as long as I live. And there are millions and millions and millions of women just like me. This is our day to start this challenge. Burn your Nike bras. If you don't have a Nike bra, then use another bra as a symbol, as a way of showing our solidarity and how serious we are that we will be recognized. We are the queens. Your consumers hit you where it hurts, and that's right in your pocket. Let's go back to the 60s. This is your burn your Nike bra challenge. It starts today. I challenge every real woman that is sick of this nonsense. It's a great night to burn my Nike bras. Challenge you to burn your bras and film it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system.
They're pushing us around and we're not doing anything about it like that. It's the symbolism. Good night, ladies. I believe in you. All right, let me come back on the screen here. Okay, so that is what she had to say about the situation. Now, let me say, let me keep it real. Now, during the whole Kanye situation, um, a lot of people were going around, you know, burning Yeezys. And then during the, Balen the Balenciaga situation, people were burning Balenciagas. Um, I don't burn things. Um, I own Yeezys. I have, you know, a few things, Balenciaga. Uh, they already got my money. So what the fuck am I burning this stuff for? You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't I don't burn stuff. They already got my money. But boycotting them makes sense. I think at this point, you have to speak with your dollars. And I think that Nike needs to understand that what they did was not okay. Dylan Mulvaney is not a woman. He has no tits to speak of. And the fact that there are so many female athletes out here who could use the sponsorships. You have the girls that just won the LS, you know, at LSU. Why are they not being given these opportunities? Why is Dylan Mulvaney? He's not even an athlete. He's not into sports. He doesn't even know what March Madness is. It's like, why are they even entertaining this nonsense? Back in the day when somebody showed signs of mental illness, because I think there's something mentally wrong with Dylan. He thinks he's a you know, a 13-year-old child going through puberty, we ignored them and kept it pushing. But now you have these companies thinking that this is cute to embrace him and, and put him in the mainstream. And I think the only thing that people can do is speak with their dollars. You know, so me personally, I don't plan on buying anything Nike anytime soon. Um, I think that's a slap in the face to women. I, I don't find it funny. Um it's not okay. It'd be no different. I mean, just think about if the if the roles were reversed and a biological woman decided to be a trans woman and get nominated for like a trans woman award or, you know, or go to like the, the GLAD meeting, you know, the GLAD awards. And I'm like, well, I feel like I'm trans, but you're not trans. You're a woman. Like, do you get what I'm saying? Like, just, just imagine that. And, and I'm saying that I, you know, I'm trans just because I feel like I'm trans, but I didn't go through any type of therapy. You know, I didn't have to go through the harassment, you know, to not knowing what gender I am, but no, I just feel like I'm trans now. It doesn't make any sense. So I, I just think that these companies, they're shooting themselves in the foot, no pun intended, and it's not okay. You know, he's not even trans. That's the thing that's crazy. He still goes by the name Dylan. That should tell you everything that y'all need to know. He's playing a character. When he was just a gay boy, no one cared. He was just a skinny little white gay boy rolling around on the ground on the Ellen show. No one paid him any mind. It wasn't until he started acting like a prepubescent girl and started this, you know, my, you know, 365 days as a girl, as a woman or whatever, that people started paying him attention. And they only paid him attention because it was like watching a train wreck, not because they even believe in what he's doing. So I, I think that that was definitely a slap in the face. And it's unfortunate because it does make people feel like women are being replaced and that they're being disrespected. 
and that nobody is listening to them. You know, we had the situation that happened at the college in San Francisco with Riley, where she was attacked because she was speaking about, you know, her experience with having a transgender woman on the, on the swim team, you know, who had been a man up until that year who didn't decide to transition. But when he was a man swimming, he came in in like 400th place. But then when he was a woman swimming, he was beating all the women at six foot four. So it's like, you know, they're trying to have these real conversations and, you know, people are being ignored. And once people feel like they're being ignored and nobody is listening, they're going to start hitting these corporations in their pockets. So I think Nike really dropped the ball. I don't think it was a smart move on their part. And even with Budweiser, it wasn't a smart move because most of the people who drink Budweiser are literally men, men who are into sports, men at the bar. I don't see Dylan just casually drinking a Bud Light. You know, so I, I think like a lot of these companies, they just need to stop. They, they need to stop pandering. It's being disingenuous. If you're going to hire somebody to, you know, if they really want to be inclusive, then how about you get real trans people who have gone through real like medical procedures, the hormone therapy, you know what I mean? They've been trans for years. This is how they live their truth. Why are they not reaching out to those people? Why are you reaching out to a man who is cosplaying trans and cosplaying what it is to be a woman? It does not make sense. They're only doing it because, you know, his followers and because he's viral, not because they genuinely believe in this, because if they really did, they would not have chosen him for either campaign. So, yeah, I just, I just think it's just ridiculous at this point. Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and read some comments here. Um, Hab T says, can you please tell my girl, Chev, happy, happy anniversary? And I love you. She's watching right now. Happy anniversary, Chev, from your man, honey. <laughs> Thank y'all both for being tea sippers. I know he's only here watching me because of you. Let's keep that real. So I appreciate you for putting your man onto my channel. So I hope you guys have a happy, wonderful anniversary. And thank you guys so much for watching me today. I appreciate y'all. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's see. Uh, Dini Darcy, what's up, Dini? She says, hey, love. Hey, hey, Discord. How in the world is Vicky going to talk when she's trying to be black? Girl, move on. Yeah, that's the part that had me laughing with, well, Vicky. She's talking about, oh, Nas is not really gay. Well, you weren't really black, and that didn't stop you from trying to pretend to be a black woman to get sponsorship deals and all this foolishness. So she's one to talk. But thank you so much, sis. Um, Lakewee sent 499 says, Passover. Ramadan and Easter all in the same week. The Holy Trinity, we up 100. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Daniel Rainson 5 says, dude dresses like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, but in reality, he looks like my old homie who's actually bi. Nas has never come off as an overt stereotype. Yeah, I definitely agree. I, he just... I feel like when he does all that dressing up, it's the industry that's pushing that. I don't think that's really how he gets down. But thank you for the super chat. Um, somebody else says, Little Nas X did the Maury show. His lover had to tell his girlfriend that him and Nas X were lovers. 
both boys were on the school football team. It's on YouTube. Oh, wow. Okay, I didn't even know that. That's interesting. I'm going to have to watch that. Thank you. Um, let's see here. Mahia sent 10 says, I think he's bi. I remember him saying that he misses having sex with a girl. The industry is trying to emasculate black males and push non-binary and the gay agenda. Now, I don't know if he's bi or not. I've always seen him as gay. I haven't heard him talk about anything with girls, but I don't really follow him like that. But thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Rusty sent four ninety nine. Thank you, Rusty. Uh, Spooky Scully sent five thousand in Juan money and said, "Broke back mountain gay here." So you're more of a masculine gay man. Okay, I got you. Thank you for the super chat, love. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dini Darcel says, "T, we would call Armand and Jason Butch Queens, masculine but cunty hunty." <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Okay, so they're butch queens. Okay, interesting. And to me, I, I'm like, they look like masculine gay men to me. I don't know all the lingo. So <laughs> that's funny. Thank you, Dini. Um, blissfully, Anika Senten says, I love that you keep it real, T. Thank you so much, sis. Appreciate you. Uh, Nova, Nova Reggae Brothers sent 1999. Thank you so much. He says, hey, T, I agree with you 100% about gay men represent representation in the industry. I'm a gay man, and I can't stand how they only push feminine gay men on these shows and in music. That's not how all of us act and dress. Thank you so much. Thank you for just reiterating my point, because like I said, I'm not trying to offend anybody. But yes, there's so many more gay men out here than just the ones who, you know, wear dresses and, you know, slay hair and all that stuff. So yeah, there's a wide range of people. So thank you so much. Appreciate you. Um, Limited Reach Sim 499 says, laugh my ass off. Every girl has a gay best friend or friend. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> we all have them. Um, let's see here. Nina C says, I agree. He's doing things for clout. Remember the satanic shoes, clout. He's definitely not all the way gay. Love you. Love you too. Thank you so much for the super chat, love. Um, Lesby Conscious says, being trans is not a sexuality. It stops at buy for me. Sorry, not sorry. Okay, so you're talking about in the LGBT, I don't even know how the rest goes, QI plus. I, I don't know how the rest goes, but you're talking about in that, that trans shouldn't be a part of the LGB because it's not a sexuality. They should have their own umbrella. I've had my gay friends tell me that too, that they don't feel like, they feel like it's too many people under the umbrella and that's what causes confusion. And especially the non-binary people, I don't think, I'm not even trying to be funny. I don't think most people in the LGBT like non-binary people. I'm just saying, because y'all really be confusing people. Anyways, child. <laughs> Not the gun! <laughs> Not the comments! I'm just saying, for 
from what you know from the tea I've gathered, they really they're really not feeling non-binary people. Like y'all just need to go sit. Y'all just want to be oppressed at this point. Most of non-binary, they're not even gay. They just want to be called something different. They just want to be oppressed. Most of them are not even gay. So I don't even know why they're under the flag. I, I don't know. They want to be called demons and frogs. What sexuality is that? It's not a sexual. I just see myself as a frog. Okay, sir. Bye. <laughs> so I feel you, sis. I, I think they need to have two umbrellas. Okay? One for the LGB and then the rest. You know, just two. Two umbrellas. There's nothing wrong with that. I think, I, I agree that they've kind of just thrown everything under there. You know, it's just, just. If you just don't fit in society, just come over here, you know? And it's like, no, people really fought for these rights. Y'all can't come in now talking about you want, you know, you want to be seen under this umbrella that people fought for because now you want to be called demon and they, them and frog and, you know, AI and all these pronouns. There's even an AI pronoun now. Found that out the other day. I said, well, good luck to them in that pronoun. I won't be calling anybody AI outside of chat GPT. Okay. So y'all know how I feel about that. Uh, Chrissy says, I'm gay and I now identify as a weed plant. Y'all are a mess. <laughs> Y'all are a mess. Not the frog emojis, child. Yeah, I feel like at this point you have just certain people, mainly people on TikTok, they just want to be oppressed. And, you know, it's like, just let me just say anything so I can be a part of something. And they're not even genuinely being a part. They're causing more division than they are, you know, so... Yeah, I think a lot of folks in the LGB are just tired. They're they're tired. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Kimmy's life says, "Hey, T, you're gonna watch the Freak Neek Hulu documentary? That's some old school tea." Yes, I do want to watch it, and I thank goodness I was a I was a wee lass. So no, I'm not in the documentary. I have nothing to be embarrassed about. Okay, I was probably like 12, 13 during Freak Neek. Um, but some of y'all older tea sippers, y'all may have something to worry about. There's going to be a lot of people's parents on there, people's grandmothers. Oh, I can't wait to watch. I'm here for it. But yeah, I, I never went to Freak Neek. Um, I didn't really go anywhere. You know, I didn't have no damn money. People like, oh, what did you do during spring break? Went to Minneapolis <laughs> across the bridge. Like, we didn't have no money. I didn't get to go to like MTV spring break in 2000s and 99. And um, what was that? Woodstock 99. I had no damn Woodstock money. Shit. We just, you know, hung around the block and went to the Mall of America. That was my spring break. <laughs> so, yeah, I look at all that stuff like, damn, I didn't have no money to go nowhere. You know, them was the day. So, yeah, we, I didn't have no money for Freak Neek and I was too young to get in. But it's going to be a lot of parents on that documentary. I can't wait to watch it and see if I recognize anybody. So a lot of these folks be out here talking shit about y'all, you know, what y'all do nowadays. They were wild during Freak Neek. That's why I had to get shut down. It got really, really bad. You know, it got really, really bad. It just turned into a bunch of just, it was a cesspool of sex and just wildness. So, you know. I heard they want to bring it back, though, and I don't think it's going to be the same. Certain things you just need to leave as nostalgia. Leave it in the 90s. Now, y'all can hold y'all's own thing, but Freak Nick, that was a time and space. So they don't need to bring that back at all. So, But, yeah, I'm definitely going to watch. I can't wait to watch. 
Um, I've been on here an hour and 29 minutes. So let me go ahead. I want to talk about, I want to say this for last. Um, before I go there, let me talk about Shanquilla. Because I see some people asking about Shanquilla. We got an update on the situation and I'm I'm not I am not feeling the update at all. Um, give me just a second here. Where did my other screen go? This is really disturbing. Um, let me share my screen with y'all. Okay. This is the, I, I thought by now these friends would be arrested. They'd be in jail. Nope, not at all. This is what they're saying. Federal prosecutors won't file charges in the Shanquilla Robinson death. Family disappointed. So um, they're saying nearly six months after Shanquilla Robinson died while on vacation in Mexico, the United States Department of Justice announced on Wednesday that they won't file charges in the case. The Department of Justice announced on Wednesday uh, released that the federal authorities conducted an autopsy on Shanquilla in North Carolina. And based on the available evidence, authorities have concluded that federal charges cannot be pursued. Shanquilla was 25 years old when she went on a trip to Mexico with six friends in late October of last year. The day after arriving, her friend who was on the trip called her mother to say she had alcohol poisoning. Hours later, Shanquilla, a Charlotte native, was dead. Shanquilla Robinson's father says he just wants justice after the American tourist was allegedly killed by a friend. Weeks after she died, a violent, disturbing video began circulating online showing Shanquilla being beaten by what appears to be in the luxury villa that she was vacationing at where she died. Her family was told she died from alcohol poisoning, but according to the autopsy conducted in Mexico, which was made public, the Robinson family's attorneys Chanquilla died of at least medoyal dislocation, which is a broken neck and spine. The manner of her death was violent. So I'm not understanding this at all. Um, this is what I wrote. I said, shake my head. Even if they supposedly didn't kill her, what about the assault that she faced before her death? That was a crime and, she, and they all should be arrested for the assault and for filming it and not breaking up the fight, shaking my head, something ain't right with this case at all. So this is really disappointing. I'm not understanding why after six months, I mean, it's it's been a while. Why has it taken this long? And how is that the conclusion that nothing is going to be done? So you can go around and beat on somebody who's clearly not even fighting back and that's okay. Even if they're saying that her death wasn't a result. Um, I don't even see how it couldn't be because if one autopsy is saying her neck and spine were dislocated, how isn't that a result of the beating? It just doesn't make sense. I just, I don't get that at all. And it's just once again, you know, a black woman not getting her just dues, not getting justice. And I feel really bad for her family because they really fought along with social media and people who kept the story alive. I don't see how they can put hands on her, beat her, and nobody face any type of criminal charge. Even if they don't want to 
pursued, you know, death charges or, you know, first degree murder, even assault, there is evidence that she was assaulted. So why are they not even being charged for the assault on Shanquilla? That's what I don't understand. It's just, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense at all. So I, I don't know if there's anything else that can be done. They're saying that they're not going to pursue charges and they basically, you know, left the case as it is. So that is the update on the Shanquilla Robinson case. I know we've been waiting for a while, but nothing is going to be done, unfortunately. So rest in peace to her. It's it's crazy. It's crazy. So before I go, I want to hit on this topic here um, concerning the R. Kelly case. So now remember when I was talking the other day about the, the Dalai Lama and I was saying that you have, you know, parents who will groom their children, who will act like, you know, certain behaviors are okay depending on the man. And we had talked about this before with Asriel Clary because there were text messages that came out, I want to say like a year ago, like during the trial. And they were really disturbing. You could tell that her mom was definitely grooming her in order for her to basically entice R. Kelly and to entrap him. And so now more of those text messages, more of those conversations between Asriel Clear and her mom have gone viral on social media. And it's it's extremely disturbing. So let me go ahead um, and pull this up here. Give me just a second. Yeah, these these the conversation is just really disturbing. Um neighborhood top was posting it. The sister ended up calling in. I want to make sure I had that footage ready. Okay, let me share this this uh with y'all here. So this is just a snippet here. Um and they call Asriel Jane Doe, but Jane Doe's Asriel. So they're saying here, Jane's mother gave Jane some final advice before she sent her daughter to meet R. Kelly. Uh, the defendant who was believed to be Jane was 18 years old. The mother is saying this, be prepared to sing three songs. He said he will meet you and listen to your song. Please have your glasses off and your hair to the side. Mama knows best, pretty hurts. And third, and third, your choice, don't yell. Put on a show, dance, grab his hand, shimmy, wiggle on his lap, entice him. While singing, it's all about performance. This is your chance and opportunity, don't blow it. Jane's mother even told Jane not to look too grown. So your 18-year-old daughter, who already looks young, is going to go see a grown man and perform for him, and you want your 18-year-old daughter not to look too grown, meaning that you know that R. Kelly is into younger girls. Shame. Then on another message, she says, take off that ugly-ass lipstick. I told you he don't want you to be grown. 
I told you to keep your hair curly and that shit. And that shit looks a mess. You need some jeans or shorts. You are trying to look grown. He wanted you because you look young and innocent. That's what he wants. Not a little girl trying to be grown. You're a damn fool. It's disgusting. Then in this part, they say... Uh, it's kind of hard. It's really small. Okay, those are just some statutes. Okay, this is the same thing. Okay, it's just more of the court document. But you can tell that they just have issues. And these are some text messages. Um... Already did that. Thanks. Are you going to school or push both school first? Okay. You drove? No. You don't need to let him know your age because he's in public doing stuff because he thinks you're, he thinks you of age, so he don't care. But when it comes out that you're not, you didn't tell him he going to look stupid and will be really mad because you will make him look like an idiot. He may not mind your age, but that needs to be his decision. Don't assume. He may be hurt and deceived and very upset. You have him lying to people and that's not cool. Then this person, well, the mom says, you are silly. That man ain't trying to do nothing with you musically. He want to fuck, period. Because he likes young girls. If he heard you sing, he heard your song, saw your videos, he would see you're serious because you got talent. He would be serious about your music with you. He's obviously ain't interested in that. You're wasting your time. Then they say he's probably going to hit you up, fly you to him later by yourself, get you there, and you're going to have no choice but to have sex because he will probably tell you he ain't giving you a return flight unless you do all kinds of BS. Wow. Then the person, well, the mom says, this man in love, oh my God, you gonna marry him and have his babies, LOL. My son-in-law gonna be older than me. Too dang funny, laugh my ass off. Now I know for a fact that that's an old tweet because I remember when I did the video, I had used that tweet. So now the mom is out here, well, not the mom, the sister is talking about it and she's claiming that it's fake and made up so we're going to go ahead and listen to the sister thank you love we appreciate you what the hell let me try that again oh did they remove it thank you love we appreciate you sharing no problem Thank you. 92Q. First of all, that's my mother. First of all, that's my mother. And I just feel like everything was kind of taken out of context. That's how, that's not what she was saying. I understand the text messages look like that, but that's, that's popped up and screwed. She, like my, she would never portray my sister or sell my sister or anything like that. Well, you, you're Wait, talking about this? the Ezreal situation? Yeah, I'm, as, I'm Isis Clary. Yes. So, so can you, can you answer this for us? These text messages that are coming out, in in these court documents are are these real are these fabricated they definitely fabricated because my mother would never do that to my little sister like i don't know how i don't know 
what where these text messages coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I totally, I, I, I put my life on it. And I stand behind my mother. My, my mother would never do that. And I'm the oldest. I'm 30. Okay, because we, def- we definitely want, you know, both sides of this story. Taking a little derail here, just a little bit, Kels. Um, So with these, with these text messages that are happening, are, is your mother completely denying that, you know, she ever sent these or have they been changed in some way by somebody else? What's your belief? My belief is that they was changed and that wasn't her texting that. Okay. No, maybe, maybe her telling my sister to tell her age. Of course, my mother would, my, I would, I would, I would definitely stand behind my mother and, and say she would tell my sister to tell her age. Definitely. So how's the, how's the relationship now, if you don't mind us asking, you know, between toxic, between all of you? You know, especially on the heels of this situation and still having to deal with it. I talk to my mother every day and so does my sister. Okay, that's good to know. We're we're definitely going to be keeping, of course, our eye on this story. You're always welcome to, you know, come to 92Q, talk to us, sit mm-hmm. down. You know, we're we're just here on the outside reporting what we're seeing. Um, but we definitely want all, all sides of the truth to be told. So feel free to reach out anytime. Anytime, just let me know. Girl y'all and ask you shit anyways um like i said this is not shocking to me because i talked about this like a year and a half ago i talked about this and um i guess now it's making its rounds half of those parents should be in jail right next to r kelly and i've always said that that r kelly documentary was bullshit half the people in there were not real victims um they were there you know chasing fame thinking r kelly would put them on a lot of the parents were behind this they were basically selling their children to r kelly like the the member the townspeople sold their children to the pied piper and then they thought they could get their kids back and he disappeared with their children same concept and this is the the part that's very disturbing is that you have a lot of people again who will excuse the behavior of adults depending on their status. Because R. Kelly, you know, is famous and he's made some of the, you know, classic songs. I'm never gonna take that away from R. Kelly. If you know, if uh, I believe I can fly, if that comes out now, I'ma sing it. He's made some songs that have, you know, cultivated a generation. I would never take that from him. And because of his music and because of who he was and his status, the parents threw all caution to the wind because you have a lot of people out here who are okay with their daughters getting fucked as long as it's by somebody who's a man of status, means, and power. But let it be the fry cook at Bojangles who's the same age as R. Kelly trying to holler at Azriel. Now it's an issue. He's a perv. He needs to go to jail. So a, a lot of this stuff is sickening. And a lot of these parents, and I, I, you know, I've drugged Leah's mama before. She was very complicit. She knew all them grown ass men were in there messing with her daughter, violating her daughter. But for her, it was more important that her daughter, that her daughter get put on and be a celebrity. Aaliyah's mother was just as complicit. That is why when all this first came out with R. Kelly, she was defending him. So it's the industry is very sick. It's a very sick industry. Just like with that Dalai Lama, the Dalai Lama video, 
the little boy is clearly uncomfortable and the Dalai Lama is sitting there kissing him and, and holding him and trying to get the boy to suck his tongue. And you see the adults in the room giggling and laughing like this is okay behavior. But again, if you remove the status, if this was just some old, you know, uh, Taiwanese man or Thailandish man, whatever, I don't know what his bad thing, Thailand or something. This is some, just some old man from Thailand you'd probably have 15 adults rush up there and grab the boy and try to beat the old man's ass. But because it's the Dalai Lama, oh, he's just playing. Oh, it's cute. It's not a big deal. Sexual exploitation of children and young people is very real. And, and the part that's very sad with this and what I never liked about the R. Kelly case and I said from day one is that the case was way too convoluted for me even researching and, and digging in because you have true victims of R. Kelly. You have victims that R. Kelly really took advantage of, that R. Kelly really art and assaulted. And then you have a bunch of people in the mix who are placed there by their parents and you have a bunch of fame whores. You have 26 year olds, 30 year olds, who knew about the Leah situation, who knew R. Kelly's background, but still chose to go run behind him and get locked in his prison and treated like trash because they were chasing fame. So because you have real victims in there, oh, he was Tibetan, sorry, Tibetan. I said Thailand and Taiwanese child, Tibetan monk. But um, because you have real victims in there and then you have these convoluted victims, what that does now is now it has people saying, free R. Kelly. He ain't even do nothing. R. Kelly should be let out. This is proof that R. Kelly did nothing wrong. No, it's not. The mother is trash. The father is trash. And they should be in jail. But R. Kelly is still R. Kelly. R. Kelly did still do things wrong. R. Kelly did still abuse young women. And the thing with R. Kelly is that he got cocky and arrogant. He got away with the Aaliyah situation. People brushed that under the rug, moved on. Then when that sex tape came out and he went to trial and he got off, at that point, his ass should have repented and shouldn't have looked at anybody under the age of anything. At that point, he should have been dating everybody at least 25 and up. But no. He was in too deep. He felt like he was untouchable. He was R. Kelly and he could do whatever he wanted. So these were the, the seeds that he planted and the, the chickens came home to roost. So I don't feel bad for R. Kelly. I don't feel bad for him because he did do a lot of devious, sadistic things to these young women. But I will always stand that a lot of the older R. Kelly, the newer R. Kelly victims are not victims to me. And the parents should definitely be charged as well. Because if R. Kelly can be charged for child endangerment and none of these girls were his kids, then what does that say about the mother who is texting her daughter and saying, take off that ugly ass lipstick. You're making yourself look too grown. You know he likes younger girls. You're literally pimping your daughter out. And the sister is a liar because like I said, we did a video on, I did a video on this over a year ago. This is all in the court documents. 
the courts have no reason to lie. This is all stuff that they found via text message and emails that came from Asriel Clary's mother. And I don't care if Asriel and her mother are best friends. Because obviously they were best friends before all this drama. So I'm not surprised if she's back, cool with her family. Who cares? That does not negate the fact that a mother thought it was okay to pimp out her 17, 18-year-old child to R. Kelly. And let's not forget with, um, who's the other one that's still with them? The other, y'all write her name. I don't forget all these damn victims' names. Not Asriel, but the one that they have fought. The other little pretty girl that's still hanging with him. My chat is so slow. Jocelyn, thank you, finally popped up. Jocelyn Savage. Let's not forget, the only reason why Tim Savage was upset and started making those videos saying that his daughter was kidnapped and all this other nonsense after him and his wife also allowed their daughter to go with R. Kelly. Remember, Tim Savage allegedly was trying to start a sex toy line that the sex toy went off of music. I guess when you're, you know, smashing the dildo, it, it sings, I believe I can fuck. <laughs> I believe I can fuck. I believe I can bust the nut. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I have no chill. I'm sorry, y'all. I have no chill. Anyways, he was trying to make a, a, a singing dildo. And R. Kelly was supposed to, you know, invest in this dildo, right? Allegedly. And, you know, I think R. Kelly was willing to invest in it because he wanted to get closer to Jocelyn or Joycelyn. And, you know, once he got what he wanted, which was the daughter, all of a sudden there was no investment in this singing dildo. And that's when Tim Savage got upset. And that's when they all made this plot to take down R. Kelly because the gravy train was ending. So, child, the rabbit hole with that whole <laughs> Yes, a singing dildo. Like I said, I don't know if that was the song I was going to sing. That's just where my mind goes. I don't know. But, um, yeah, that's when he started having beef with R. Kelly because... R. Kelly would not fund his sex toy line. So all of these parents to me are trash. I don't care. Anybody willing to put their daughter's mental health, their body, their spirit, their soul on the line because you want to get close to a R. Kelly or you want to be a part of the industry, to me is sickening. And like I said, I feel like all of these parents should be locked up right along with R. Kelly. So even though these text messages are out, <laughs> yes, a singing dildo, <laughs> even though the text messages are out and, you know, Asriel's mother is trash and has always been trash, it does not negate that the Pissy Pied Piper, a.k.a. R. Kelly, is very much guilty of a lot of the things that he's behind jail for. So, you know, while I will, you know, Give him his props for his music. He made some, you know, timeless classics. Two things can be right at the same time. He's a pervert with good music. That's it. That's all. So, but yeah, protect y'all's kids. Protect y'all's kids. And understand that the industry 
will take your children and spit them out. So you have to be your child's advocate, you know, and th there's no reason that any parent should have been comfortable with their child being mentored by R. Kelly. So to me, that says more about the parent than these young women. You know, Asriel was a pawn in all this. And you can tell she has some issues. I mean, you can just tell. But she was a pawn. Her mother's job, her father's job was to protect her. And they dropped the ball. And the older sister is now coming with the cape and, you know, well, I'm 30. Well, he didn't want your old ass. So, of course, you're not privy to all this. He wasn't checking for you. You were far too old. So, of course, you wouldn't know the conversations your sister and R. Kelly and the mama are having because nobody was checking for you. Not saying she's not pretty. I'm just saying she was older. So what would they have to discuss anything with you about? So, yeah, the whole situation's a mess, y'all. I've been on here for two hours. Let me read a few of these super chats. I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Um, let's see here. Beastly says, hey, T, congrats on the new home. Um, have you heard that there won't be any ch uh, charges over what happened to Shanquilla? Yes. Yep. We just talked about that. Thank you so much, Beast. Appreciate you. Thanks for the super chat. Um, Kate, the great senpai says, good evening. Thank you for going live, sending love. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Uh, Rivi says, DM'd you a video on the gram of my baby enjoying this stream. <laughs> Loving your laugh. Tia Moore, T, baby JJ, and my family. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'll definitely be on the lookout for it. So thank you. Um, I always laugh when like kids are like jamming out to like my theme song. So that's that's so funny to me. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Lego Love sent 20 says, I never get any alerts. What do I need to do? I have been unsubscribed and resubscribed. I'm here to support. God bless. Um, thank you so much. It is so frustrating. Um, download the lovely TTV app. Um, once I get in on the back end, I'm going to start doing announcements on there and letting people know when I go live. So you'll get it straight to your phone. Also follow me on social media. I post on Twitter, Instagram, Patreon, Discord, and even on the YouTube um, channel on my YouTube page. I post when I'm going live. So just follow me on one of those social media pages as well, and you'll get a notification. So thank you. Um, let's see here. Uh, Kevin Willis says, Hey, auntie, today's my birthday. I just turned 31 going live is a, is a sweet ending to an amazing day. I started watching when the world shut down in 2020 and I've been hooked ever since. That's what's up. Happy birthday to you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you really enjoyed this stream. Uh, Aries gang, it is Aries season. I'm glad it's starting to get warmer too. So that is a blessing. Spring is around the corner. So thank you so much. Um, let's see here. Uh, God's gift sent five says, hey T, have you thought about going live on Rumble since YouTube be trying you. No, I, I'm cool over here. I have a Rumble page. Um, I do have one, but I don't I don't plan on posting anything over there. So um, I mean, if it gets that bad, I'll just post on my personal website. But I do go on Rumble to go watch, you know, the people who have been <laughs> blocked off of YouTube. But I don't plan on moving to Rumble, though. So thank you. Uh, let's see here. 
Charlie Santana sent four ninety nine. Uh, four ninety nine. He says, "I'm gay, and I think most people are bi curious and trans should not be seen in the tree." Honestly, thank you so much for the super chat. Yeah, I think a lot of um, LGB people think that as well because I, I hear that a lot that it should be a different category. I'm um, listening here. Marquis says, "There's a picture floating around of Freaknik on IG." This girl's comment and said, "Please take." it down that's her mom mom's cheeks were spread she wanted attention why would you even come out and be like that's your mom i wouldn't have said anything so she wanted attention they're not taking on that picture now they really gonna clown her mama she should have just kept it cute and kept it mute <laughs> but yeah we're gonna start seeing a bunch of people when this freaknik documentary comes out we're gonna be seeing people's teachers probably judges and lawyers and all types of, you know, well-to-do, you know, good, good standing citizens and this whole Freak Me documentary. So I can't wait. It's going to be funny. Uh, let's see here. Cameron sent $50. He says, hey, auntie, I'm going through the worst time of my life right now. I got kicked out of PT school because my GPA was 0 0.05 below the minimum. You are one of the reasons why i still have hope and you mean the world to me much love cam cam oh well thank you so much and i'm really sorry that you're going through it you know but also understand that this might have happened for a reason because like they say every time a door closes a window opens so even though this may seem like the end of the world this may seem like something that you really wanted to get involved in and go to school for it might be a blessing that this happened, but it's up to you to, you know, keep moving, keep pushing forward and seeing what that blessing is. You know what I'm saying? For why you got removed out that program. So I know a lot of times when things happen, it's, you know, it's disappointing. It's, you know, hurtful. There's a lot of anger and animosity, but take that same energy and, you know, try and flip that into something else. Because it might be a blessing, you know, in disguise. It might be another program. It might be, you know what I'm saying, another, like, line of work that might be your calling. So you never know. You never know. But just, just keep, up, keep up the faith. Keep up the faith. So thank you so much. Yeah, that just, that always sucks. That always sucks. But hopefully something better will come, you know, down the pipeline. Let's see here. Um, Shorty Young says, congratulations on the house, T. I'm in the process of buying my first home myself. Those mothers all need to be in jail, Asriel, Jocelyn's, and Aaliyah's. I definitely agree. And congratulations on getting your first home. Um, yeah, if you can get one, definitely, definitely do it. Like I said, I know interest rates are higher, but the home prices have fallen in certain areas. So, you know it's basically even itself out for a lot of people. So congratulations on pursuing home ownership. So thank you. Um, let's see here. K-Men said 999 says, T, you are a gem. I finally made it to a live. Thank you so much. I'm glad you were able to join me today. Um, Pineapple Girl sent 150 in NT money. Says, T, did you hear about Taylor Swift and Joe? Alwyn breaking up if you care. No, I have not heard that they broke up. When is Taylor Swift going to finally like 
be in a, a relationship, get married, have kids. I don't know. It seems like she's in relationships for like a few months to a year and then, you know, it's breakup. I'm starting to think it's her. Like all these men can't be crazy. Like I'm here for the music. I love her music. But, you know, all these men can't be bad blood. I got to give my sis the side eye. I think at this point it's Taylor. <laughs> I'm just saying, like every man she's ever been with is just horrible. Like, come on now. It's Taylor. Let me see. I want to make sure I got everything. Yep, I did. I did. So on that note, you guys, thank you all so much for joining me. Today was a wonderful stream. It feels good to be back. So I will be dropping some more content this week. So definitely stay tuned. I got a true crime tea time coming. Um, so I got a few things and then we have a green room coming up as well. So stay tuned for that announcement. And I usually post that on social media. I also post it on the YouTube, on the timeline. So if you ever want to stop by Spotify Live and come join in on the conversation, definitely do that. So I'll talk to you guys. Love y'all. Everybody have a good night. Bye, y'all.